know that question that we are all asked at some time in our lives as young people? What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, before John the Baptist was even born, it was decided by God what he was to be. His father, Zechariah, has to learn that lesson the hard way, being struck dumb for his initial skepticism about John's birth. But he learns. We learn from Luke that later, after John is born, when his neighbors come to Zechariah to ask what the child's name will be, he tells them John. And on regaining his voice, he tells John that you, my child, shall be the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. Zechariah's song is the result of a lesson learned. John's life, right down to his very name, belongs to God. In today's reading, Luke has the mission of John being prophesied by Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the path of the Lord. John's greatness is proportional to the greatness of the person and the events that he foretells. He is, after all, the prophet of the Most High, the Lord. Luke marks the time of John's birth quite explicitly and in detail. The 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar in Rome, and Herod, Philip, and Lysanias were rulers among the Jewish people, and so on. Luke marks this off, I think, in order to convey to us as strongly as possible that something big is happening, and it's happening in this world. Something that the world has been waiting for is finally about to reveal itself. On a particular day, in a particular year, when people were busy ruling and obeying and going about their daily business as usual, God came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And the world has never been the same again. The world has been redeemed once for all. And John, in his very conception and life, was attached to that event and that person coming to a waiting world. Now we wait again, but our waiting is different from that first waiting. Whereas the waiting of that time was in anticipation of the occurrence of the first Christmas, Jesus Christ coming into the world, our waiting in commemoration of that Christmas, is emblematic of another waiting for Jesus, for Jesus to come again, the great mystery of faith. And in that second sense, maybe the little things that we do during Advent, the prayers and readings that we think of as extras, maybe they can take hold in our everyday lives in the waiting that we're doing as Christians. You know, we're forever asking one another at this time of year, are you ready for Christmas? Well, that's just a shadow of another question. Is each of us ready for Jesus 
to come again forever. Are we heralding Jesus? In this context, one can hardly help thinking of Jesus's counsel that we should become like little children. We all know about the joys of the child at this time of year. Of course, maybe it's less about Jesus and more about toys. But reflect on that same sort of joy felt in anticipation of Jesus's coming. Reflect on that joy in the context of the giving that you'll do this year. Do we give and do we live with a joy that indicates our faith that salvation is at hand? Are we coming around the corner into someone's life with the sample of the peace and mercy that we desire so much from that salvation? Are we living Advent lives? Let's pray for that, that we can live lives of real and joyful preparation. Let's pray that our lives can be more truly Advent lives, heralding the coming of the Lord. Thank you.